Welcome to Sharing the Word. I'm your host, Dr. Driver. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord, and he sharing the word. I'm your host, Dr. Driver. Thank you again for joining me on this great network, the Now Network, uh, airing Sharing the Word every Saturday morning at 5 a.m., as well as you can watch us on Galilee TV, another streaming channel. Uh, You can watch Galilee TV live or video on demand as well. Uh, Go to GalileeTV.com. You can also uh, download or, uh, I guess, apply for uh, the channel on a Roku device. Uh, That's how you guess you add TV channels. But it's a live TV channel uh, that is famous for classic television and classic movies. So if you like Bonanza, the Westerns, Lone Ranger, classic cartoons, that's a great channel. Has a lot of great programs and we are blessed to be able to air Sharing the Word every Saturday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So check out GalileeTV.com. That's G-A-L-A-L-E-E-TV.com. Watch live streaming and go to Video On Demand and you'll see our content there Uh, called Sharing the Word, as well as our short uh, series called Take Five, which is a sermon series, which is about seven, maybe six to seven minutes. So blessings to you. I pray that uh, you enjoyed the channel as well as uh, watch those live uh, streaming uh, classic television and movies. Today I want to talk about a very important topic. It is about temptation. And I preached on this subject in our audio series of Sharing the Word, but today I want to talk about why Christians need to know on a routine basis, you're going to be tempted. We're going to be tempted probably daily. If you think about it, Satan tempts, God tests. I've said this before, Satan does the tempting, God does the testing. So. One of the biggest examples to, I guess, to differentiate between testing and tempting is when the sin nature is really taking charge. When the sin nature takes charge, the gratification of the flesh. You can read that in Galatians and Ephesians very clearly. Romans talks about it a lot as well. But the flesh is always opposed to the things of God. And I'm here to tell you, my friends, it is very very hard to discipline the flesh. There are several ways to discipline the flesh. Number one, workout, exercise. That's disciplining the flesh. Number two, fast. Yes, fast. Spiritual fast, fast from food. And number three, get some rest. My friends, I'm learning more every day. Sleep, the proper number of hours to sleep, if you will, or even just taking outside of just going to bed early, but a restful period, a time of rest. That will 
control the flesh. And then the fourth thing I want to add is to meditate on the things of God. Now, these four things are important because when you discipline the flesh, Satan's going to struggle having victory to get you off base. Now, I'm not perfect. We're all sin and fall short. But Satan always looks for an opportune time to tempt you, to to lie to you, to get you off track. Now, I'm not afraid of Satan because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. But I know his schemes. And the Bible tells us we're not ignorant of the ways of the devil, the wiles of the devil. But we have to remember this. If Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, we will be tempted as well. Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit, goes into the wilderness, and Satan waits for the right time to start tempting him with things. We're going to get into that scripture verse uh, coming up very soon in this message. But let me just continue talking about that. When you wake up in the morning, I've always said, start your day with prayer. Start your day with reading the word. Start your day with worshiping God. We get up in the morning sometimes, we just say, you know what? I gotta feed the flesh. If you feed the flesh and neglect feeding the spirit, Satan's gonna tempt you more. Now, I say that because the flesh is the, um, the appetizer. The flesh is the appetizer for the devil to offer you things that will get you off base from serving God. He loves feeding off your flesh. He knows the sin nature. He tempted Eve in the garden. And then Eve said, here, Adam, take a bite. So he knows the weakness of the flesh. It could be based on food, weakness of the flesh. It could be based on sex, weakness of the flesh. But he also knows it's mostly based on pride of man the sin nature. So remember, Jesus said, it's not what goes into the man that defiles him. It's what comes out of a man from his own heart. Evil thoughts, evil things that come out of the heart, like, you know, lust and greed and murder and jealousy and envy. All those things come out of the heart that defile a man, the flesh. Satan knows that. So when we live a life to please God, Satan will throw more darts at you. Those who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer trials and tribulation. So when I say very carefully that you are in a spiritual warfare, I'm telling you that because that's what it is. Jesus was tempted. We will be tempted. Our patriarchs were tempted. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, (laughs) The 12 brothers, all of them had temptation. King David (laughs) had temptation. I can go on and on and on. Everyone in the Bible does suffer from temptation. But Jesus taught us how to overcome temptation. And that's through the word of God. So we have to now look at life differently. 
when we are living for Christ and we know we want to please God with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, we know the devil goes, okay, I'm going after you. Don't be afraid of him. Don't be afraid of Satan or the demons that fly around in the, in the principalities of the air. Don't be afraid of that. You have the victory in Christ. The devils flee. The devils flee on the name of Jesus. So I look at my Christian walk and I, and I evaluate what do I need to do to overcome temptation? Now, sometimes one of the big things is I say things I shouldn't say, especially to a loved one like my wife. And you go, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry I shouldn't have said that. Honey, will you forgive me? Come on, we all have that. We get tempted to run our mouth. We all do. Number two, sometimes you get a bad thought. And instead of just saying, Lord, I repent of that thought, I dwell on it. I focus in on it. It could be of any thought that's not pleasing to God. Repent of it. Cast it out. Let Philippians 4 come into mind. Think of things that are pure, lovely, gracious, anything worthy of praise. Think of these things. Ah, see, there's the word again. So when Satan throws and, and, and plants a seed in your mind, just say it is written, God said. Whatever how the scripture verses come to you because of the Holy Spirit. Satan plants something else in your mind and he tells you you're not good. And you say, nope, I refuse to accept that because Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen? John 3.16. You can remind Satan of what God said. That's one way to defeat the temptations of the devil. Now, we can say, we can say this. This is something I, I really want to think about. We can say to the devil, some people don't do this, but I'm going to say this. You can kind of like look at the space in your room and say, Satan, listen to me now. You're a defeated foe in the name of Jesus. By Jesus' stripes, I am healed in the name of Jesus. Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. He took the keys from you. I defeat you, Satan, by the name of Jesus and his shed blood. Say it, speak it, believe it, because you do have the victory in Jesus. And Satan's going to leave you alone for a season, for a while, but he waits for an opportune time. You ever get to that point where you're in the spirit, you're praying, you're speaking in tongues, you're, you're worshiping God, you're in the word, and then all of a sudden you feel like nothing can harm you. <laughs> Amen? Praise the Lord. But then all of a sudden, you kind of get off track a little bit, maybe back down a little bit. Ah, Satan comes and he throws in temptation. He comes in and he does this. My friends, that's the battle I'm talking about. That's the spiritual warfare that you need to be mindful of. And I want you to feel, I want you to feel victorious, not afraid of the enemy. Don't be afraid of Satan. You have the victory in the name of Jesus. Oh, my friends, we have the victory in the name of Jesus. Now today, in this message, this morning, there is one thing I want to say before we take our break. How many times do you read the word 
and you gloss over the things that really reveal to you the spiritual battles that are going on between good and evil or battle against your soul. It's all through the word. Satan is defeated in the name of Jesus. Believe that, my friends. Have a different perspective when it comes to praying, reading the word, and worshiping. If one can put a thousand of light, two can put 10,000 of light, quarter three can't be broken. Come together in agreement with prayer partners and you will defeat the enemy. We're going to get into Luke chapter four right after this break. Welcome back. As I indicated, we have the victory in Jesus. And what I would like to share in Luke chapter 4 is how Jesus went through his confrontation with the devil. Now the devil, Satan, knows that Jesus is the Son of God. He is God in the flesh. The devil knows that. And the devil knows that Jesus as the Son of God had a mission and a purpose. And so Satan comes in and tries to attack, to deceive, to tempt, to offer Jesus, not in his deity or his Godhead, but in his flesh, in his humanity. Because that's how Satan appeals to you. Now listen to what I just said. Satan appeals and, and goes after your flesh. He can't inhabit you because you got the Holy Ghost in you. He can't do that. But he can plant stuff in your head. He can offer things and tempt you like he did in the garden. He got David off track when he's looking at Bathsheba and taking a bath. We can get tempted, my friends, and then do some foolish things and make some serious mistakes. I talked about Joseph, you know, who's in Potiphar's house, and he was tempted every time he was around Potiphar's wife. He was tempted. He was tempted. But the good news is he did not give in to it. He ran out of that house. Forgot to take his coat with him, but hey, he got out of there. You can do the same thing. Submit to God, my friends. Resist the devil, and he will flee. And the way you can defeat the devil, here we go, I'm giving you the answer. The way to defeat the devil is knowing the word of God. Oh, hungering and thirsting for righteousness so that you may be filled. Matthew 6, 33. 
hunger for the word of God. The word of God is alive, active, sharper than a double-edged sword. Hebrews 4, verse 12. My friends, I'm telling you, you want victory over the devil? Memorize, read the word, meditate on the word. And you can tell Satan, no, it is written. It is written. <laughs> oh, praise God. Amen? So I want to start with Luke chapter 4. And this goes with Jesus. He's full of the Holy Spirit, my friends. He returns from the Jordan after being baptized and was led into the Spirit, led by the Spirit into the desert. We all have our wilderness journey. God could call us to pastor. God could call us to be on a mission field. God could call, uh, call us to be, you know, a telemedia evangelist like me right now. That's what I'm doing. I was an evangelist going church to church, <laughs> country to country, state to state. That's what I did in my early years as a, an evangelist and a preacher. But now here I am. I'm on the radio. I'm on television. Praise be to God. And I'm here to tell you, Satan is throwing some major darts at me right now because he knows I talk about him. I reveal his schemes but I'm gonna keep preaching the word. I'm gonna keep talking about it. So in Luke chapter four, Jesus was tempted. It says again, Jesus full of the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan. That's where he was being baptized by John the Baptist and was led by the spirit in the desert where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. Can you imagine nonstop temptation for 40 days? Satan was probably just hitting him from day one. Okay. And he was tempted by the devil. It wasn't by a demon per se. It was the devil himself. It's only one devil and countless demons. Okay. Jesus ate nothing during those days because he was fasting. And at the end of them, of those 40 days, he was extremely hungry. Not been on fast. You can listen to uh, one of the episodes. I'll go to uh, sharing the word at Galilee TV video on demand, and you can now watch on demand these sermon series episodically. You can listen to the sermon series on steps to fasting or fasting. So Jesus finished his fasting. He's he's hungry, and Satan knows that's his that's his weakest moment. Listen to me. That's his weakest moment in the flesh. So when you're at your weakest moment in the flesh, Satan goes, ah, I'm going right after him. In the garden, Adam and Eve could eat anything around, but that tree over there, you can't touch it. Satan knew that temptation came, okay? So then the devil, verse three, said to him, if you are, if you are, now come on, he knows the, he knows the truth, but the devil says this, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread, because I know you're hungry, Jesus. Turn this stone to bread. What did Jesus say? He didn't talk in the flesh. He's at his weakest moment because he's hungry. 40 days without food. Jesus didn't go into the flesh. You can't defeat Satan arguing with him in the flesh. You'll never win. He'll always beat you. I'm telling you. Here's how you win and have victory over Satan. Jesus says in verse 4, It is written, man does not live on bread alone. Oh man, that was powerful. Just one liner. He didn't. He didn't quote uh, the Old Testament, Deuteronomy eight verse three. He could have done that. <laughs> it's the Old Testament. Every time Jesus quoted scriptures, he was quoting from the Torah, which is the Old Testament. 
He didn't say, the Torah says. No, he just simply said, man does not live. It is written. It is written. Listen to me. It is written. Satan knows when you say it is written, that's just making it proof, irreputable proof, that God wrote the word. Okay? So when he says it is written, that means God wrote it. And he says, man does not live by bread alone. Now, of course, in Deuteronomy 8, it's referring to the manna that God gave the word, gave the food, the bread. So he's talking about bread. You can also find man does not live by bread alone in Matthew 4, verse 4, which is the gospel saying it again, the same account. So Deuteronomy 8, verse 3, Matthew 4, verse 4, and Luke 4 here, verse 4. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. Wow. Imagine being weak in the flesh, starting in verse 5 here of Luke 4, and Satan says, I'm going to see if now you're tempted. You're not tempted by food? Let me show you all the kingdoms in the world. Let me show you all the jobs available to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me show you all these opportunities. But God put you in the job you're in now, my friends. So he shows him all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor, for it has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. See, People got to understand this. God is the creator of everything. God is Lord of everything. God is and Jesus, King Kings and Lord of Lords. But Satan was given authority over the earth because of sin. Okay. So when he says, Satan says, I can give you a kingdom. I can give you all this property. I can give you all of this if you just follow me. If you now obey me. Oh my goodness. How many people have given their lives to Satan because he's tempted you, tempted people with the splendor, the glory of the things of this world? Many people have given into that temptation. Because remember, he, Satan, Satan has the power to give it to anyone he wants. So if you worship me, Satan says, it will be yours. But Jesus says, mm -mm. <laughs> okay, Jesus answers. I love his answer. Verse eight, he said again, watch this. It is written. My friends, just tell Satan or the demon or the thoughts that come in your mind. It is written, but you got to know the word. We talk about it. Get on your diet of reading, praying, meditating, and worship. Amen. Jesus says, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So again, Jesus is saying, it is written. Worship the Lord, only him. That's the first commandment. Just go to Deuteronomy chapter five and look at the 10 commandments. My friends, know the word, Satan will leave you alone. Every time he throws something, say it is written. Just say it is written. You don't have to quote it by chapter and verse. If you could do that, <laughs> bravo. <laughs> That's what you should be able to do. But my point here is, just tell them, I know the word. Yeah, I know the word. It's written. God loves me. Yes, it is written. God does love you. It's written. Uh-uh, I'm not a glutton, so I'm not going to eat that. Say it. It is written. <laughs> oh, my friends, it's so good. It's so good to be able to throw a dart right back at the devil. Hallelujah. So when you tell Satan that, he goes, mm. he'll come again. Now look at verse 9. The devil led him 
to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. Wow. Wow. The highest point of the temple. Now, the temple uh, was like 85 feet long, <laughs> uh, 35 feet wide, 45 feet high. I mean, he's taking him to the highest temple. Now, imagine if Satan says, I'm going to take you to the highest building in whatever state, city you're in. Maybe to the highest mountain. So he can show you all that your eye can see. And he's going to say, I'll give it to you. That's what he's doing to Jesus. He is saying the devil led him to Jerusalem. Let him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. For it is written. For it is written. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully, they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. How does Satan know the word, my friends? <laughs> he's, not, he's not in hell. He's not sitting somewhere reading the Bible. He knows the word. He's a spiritual being. He knows the word. He actually quoted Psalm 91. <laughs> wow. So Satan quoted Psalm 91. Just read Psalm 91, okay? And Jesus answered, it says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Wow. That's in Deuteronomy. Yeah. Don't test the Lord. So when you look at Satan that knows the word, Jesus threw the word back at him. Because Satan can twist the word, just like he did in the garden. Did God really say? Yeah, he did say. I can't touch that tree. I can't eat from that fruit. But did he really say? Did he really say you would die? Yeah, he did. Mm. Okay, now wait a minute here. Am I going to kind of decipher what he really meant? Am I going to argue with Satan? I'm not going to argue with Satan. It is written. Don't argue with Satan. Don't get in any, you know, tit for tat. Don't get into that little squabbly argument of little rant with him. Don't. Just quote the word and say it is written. Because when you now have proved to him you know the word, he's going to leave you. Because verse 12 says, Jesus answered, it says, Do not put the Lord your God to a test. And when the devil had finished all the tempting, verse 13, he left him until another opportune time. My friends, you have the victory in Jesus if you know the word. So my friends, I'm going to pray this prayer for you so that you can say to Satan, get behind me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you fill your children with the hunger and thirst for righteousness. I pray, Father God, that the word of God will stay in their heart and in their mind and on their lips so they could tell Satan, it is written. Give them victory. Give us victory over the devil when he comes around tempting us with things that don't matter. I pray, Father, for victory of course, we have the victory because Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. I thank you, Lord God. Bless your people in Jesus' name. If this message was a blessing to you, send us a message. You can email us at sharingtheword.tv or tldmevangelisticmedianetwork.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for watching this program. See you next time. May God bless you.